in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. This is the voice of Jeremy Gillen, and it is the season of interviews. We have our and will continue to collect all voices of Red Raider alumni and friends of the pod to chime in about their experiences as student-athletes, as warriors, and believers in the scarlet and black. In the passenger seat today is a man who needs no introduction and really needs to just leave me alone most of the time. It is Mr. Albie Shore. Hey, Albie. We are taking the comment that the pod would be better without Albie Shore to heart, and I am taking the back seat today. Um, and letting you know, Jerm, you got you got the driver's seat, so let's let's get it going. But it feels good. It feels good. So let me tell you, on today's episode, we are bringing in one of the coolest wide receivers to come through Texas Tech. Somebody who split time between the reviled Tuberville and the revered Kingsbury. Someone who's had it slung his way from the likes of Seth Dagey, Davis Webb. Baker Mayfield, and yes, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it is none other than Bradley Marquez. Welcome to Tortillas and Takes, Bradley. Man, how has your summer been? What are you up to? Uh, it's been good, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, But yeah, the summer, summer's been good. Uh, got a little one uh, home from school now, so a little bit more hectic in the household. But uh, other than that, I haven't done a whole lot of traveling yet, so hopefully get some vacations uh, here towards the back half of the summer. See, now you realize and you recognize just how great school is, right? Like, it's not really – I now get it. Like, my parents are always like, you need to stay in school. They weren't telling me to get, like, smarter, educated. They really just wanted me out of the house and not at home. Yeah, for and sure. now you understand. For sure. Yeah. Exactly. 100% <laughs> understand it now. And, and he's still little, too, so, man, it's – to keep keep tabs on them, man. It, that it was a big help having them be in school. So <laughs> yeah. uh, last year was the first year in school. So we'll follow it up with kindergarten this year, <laughs> and they'll go all the way. Uh, Brad, yeah, so I'm, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest, my man. I was you know doing a little bit of research for the pod, and something came across my research. Uh, Bullcorn Sports. You have been busy, my man. Will you tell us about this podcast? First of all, what <laughs> what is that title? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, me and some guys, man, we, we tried to do a podcast like before 2020 hit, um, and we tried to do it, and we had a group of guys, and it just didn't work out. You know, you got to stay consistent with it, obviously. Um, so we kind of put on the back burner and just never came up again until um, you know, a few months ago. Somebody else brought it back up, and um, di- different, uh, different guys uh, doing this one, but still buddies of mine. And uh, just talking sports, man. I mean, we do that on a daily basis anyways. Um, you know, on the weekends we get together. Um, anytime um, there's kind of any gatherings or big games, we're always together talking sports anyways. Um, so we decided why not cut a podcast with it, see how it goes. Um, so just felt it out for the first few weeks. And, uh, man, we just ended up having a good time. Like, you know, just being able to vibe and talk sports for, you know, once uh, once a week, you know. Um, and we talk a little more local sports as well. So we get the high schools around here, obviously. Uh, football's king out here in Texas and even West Texas. So um, we've interviewed <clears throat> Permian players, Odessa High players, Midland League, uh, Legacy now. Uh, still need to get some Midland High guys. But any, anyways, uh, the surrounding areas. So uh, just give this area, you know, kind of something to look forward to. A lot of oil field traffic going on as well so um it gives these also workers a podcast to listen to that's from the area um from guys from this area so um we just enjoyed doing it so that's kind of what we've been doing um for i think we're probably like 13 episodes in now and um just kind of still filling it out still early for us and seeing which kind of direction we want to take it and everything but but it's definitely been enjoyable and and to answer your question with the title bullcorn uh we, we're shooting back and forth a bunch of different ones and uh man i was like 
you know, it, we're just bullshitting, uh, so to speak. We're just bullshitting, bullshitting, talking about sports, but we can't put bullshit on the title, so we said bull court, and it just kind of came together that way. So I was gonna make a joke about that, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> so yeah. I will say, so you have experience that we don't. I mean, we're all talking sports here, but you also have the experience of being, you know, a, a collegiate and pro athlete too. So having that insight in there is definitely something that I know people that listen will definitely want to hear about. For sure, yeah, and that, that's what it is, man. It's stories. Everybody has a story, and you know, I've, I've played with a bunch of different guys throughout my time um, playing. That being baseball, football, different locker rooms, players, stories, outings. Um, so, you know, people have always, even around this area, they've asked me about it. You know, so sometimes these things come up um, throughout the podcast. So I really enjoyed it, just kind of having that locker room feel again. You know, just talking sports, talking with the boys, and telling the stories. Yeah, well, let's talk some more sports today. How about that? Uh, I mean, Absolutely. there's. So- there's so much we could talk about, right? But there's not enough time. So let me set a tone here pretty early and tell you that you have probably one of the most iconic touchdown celebrations in Texas Tech history. It's this beautiful, if nobody knows what I'm talking about, it is this beautiful, like, double guns up, cocking and shooting mimicry of, uh, like, Raider yeah. Red's opening salute. Brother, what is the inspiration for that? Did you just, like, did it just come out naturally and you're like, oh, this has got to stick? Yeah, it's exactly what happened. So, uh... <laughs> Who did we play that, that day? I guess we played, I think it was Northwestern State or something, um, the first time I did it. Um, so, anyways, I was just in the moment. I think it was like a 40, 50-yard pass. I think the dude was even like number 82 playing corner. And I'm like, man, this dude's wearing 82. Come on, dude. This dude should not guard me. Anyways, uh, it's, it's a deep pass. I'm looking at the Jumbotron. And, and, you know, running, it was one of those, uh, it was awesome feeling. And it, it just, it just came to me and I just did it. I don't know why it just, I don't, it just happened. Right. So that was it. I didn't think anything of it. Well, the next game, we always have a hype video of, you know, the highlights from the game before offense, everybody, the whole team watches it before we hop on the bus to head to the stadium. And our, you know, video team is amazing. Those guys that are still there um, as well. And uh, they always edit it, good music, cool little edits in there. And uh, they showed that clip and then they put like the gun um, uh, effects over it. And it was like, it was, I mean, it was sick. Like it just, it was awesome the way they edited it and everybody in the room, you know, all the team, oh man, that's sick. Like, you know, so riding over to the stadium, I'm like, that's my thing now. I'm doing it. I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, That effect. So really kind of the video department. I mean, like I said, I don't know how, I I don't know why or how it just came upon me to do it that day, but the way they edited it and it just made it real cool. So uh, I was like, this is my thing now. So I'm just going to start doing it. So yeah, that's that's how it happens, man. And I think, I wish it would have stuck around. Those are a few guys I played with. Reginald Davis started doing it when I left. Um, It was kind of like, you know, tip of the cap. So I enjoyed watching that as well. It would have been nice if, you know, I thought it was a pretty cool celebration. So I figured it would be nice if it was passed down. So, but anyways, that's how it was. And I enjoyed it. And it was a great time. So we gotta tell we gotta tell the guys now like JJ Sparkman and and you know Miles Price like hey you gotta got bring it back all right that's what right. that's what those, the young yeah. guys gotta do now too, and Lord Fungi because he's from out there yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. next one yeah Lord would be a good one for sure yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we got to we got to pass that down. And, and Loic, I'm sure everybody's friend of the pod. Hey, you listen to this. You got to make sure to make sure to bring that in this upcoming upcoming season. Funny you talked about the media team. Also, our producer was also on the media team during that time. I'm sure he had some some. He, I almost guarantee you he knows the exact video that you're talking about too. So definitely something to that we're gonna have to ask him about. Um, for sure, yeah. 
So I, I do, you know, Brad, I think one of the unique things about your time here at Tech was that you did play under two different head coaches, right? So um, you were you were in school during the Tuberville years that I, I know some 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 fans aren't really too fond of because of because of how he left. And and so you were also here during the Kingsbury years, which at the beginning everybody loved, right? And so um, with that change, how was it going from Tuberville and that whole you know, situation with him leaving to kind of the much more laid back, much more, you know, players coach in Kingsbury. Yeah. So I'll even take it back one more with Mike Leach. Mike Leach is the one who offered me uh, initially. And so he offered me when I was in high school, I was a sophomore and I was a running back though. So I was like, I'm not going to Texas Tech, uh, not, not to play running back, you know? So (laughs) I mean, great offer. Uh, I loved it, you know? Um, and I appreciated it, but I was like, well, I mean, uh, with Leach, I'm not going because I'm a, I'm a running back. They don't touch the ball enough. And, um, so anyways, uh, never really considered them, honestly. And then until Tuberville got there, man, they hit the recruiting trail hard. And man, they were down here in Odessa, which is obviously not too far. Um, so it's pretty easy to get to. They were down here pretty consistent. And so I, I really liked that. They, ha- they ended up creating a relationship with my mom, my family. I played baseball, so I'd have games in Lubbock. They'd have guys go out there and watch the games. I've had Seth Daigie at my games, uh, Sticks, uh, Stephen Sheffield, Taylor Potts. They've all gone to a high school baseball game of mine um, while I was getting recruited and stuff. So that was always really cool. And I, I just felt after that, man, I, I think Tuberville and his recruiting style was huge. And I think that just shows the sentiment, like our 2011 class that he recruited is one of the best classes. Obviously, they're doing that a little bit now, but as to, until that class is done, I think that's still the best class um, from top to bottom, and I think ranking-wise as well, um, that Tech's ever had. So, dude, they, I mean, he can recruit, but, I mean, as far as from, like, a coaching perspective, I, I probably said in the two years that he was there, like, a handful of, of – of, of interactions with him, so to speak. He kind of let his offensive, his coordinators just kind of coach the team. It's not a knock on him. He was just more, I think, more business savvy, like did real good with the donors. We did our Jumbotron up. He knew how to talk to the media. He knew how to recruit. And I think that's just to the extent of the relationship that I really ever had with him after that. And uh, so really didn't, I really didn't know him. And uh, my, my coordinators uh, and my receivers coaches, I had a lot more better relationship with. Um, so when he left, the way he did, obviously everybody knows that story. He left at the recruiting dinner and stuff, which is pretty crazy. And the way I got that news was I was just uh, – I, I didn't have a morning class that, that day, so I didn't have to be up till you know, 10 or so. I had 11 or 10 o'clock class or something. So I'm sleeping in, and my phone's just going off. And it's like, hey, like – Tuberville just left. They called like an impromptu meeting with whoever was in the facility at the time, and he just left. And I was like, what? So anyways, uh, we obviously hear about that. And then when it comes to Kingsbury, when he came in, man, awesome. I'm so glad I got to be able to play for him. Super players coach, man. He's he's one of the best coaches I've ever had. Um, Just, you know, being understandable, understanding me, bringing out the best in me and and everything like that. And his personality, uh, it just fit. And, you know, uh, I'm always going to be a Kingsbury fan. And like I said, I, I think that was uh, um, some of the best times that I had was, was under Kingsbury for sure. I mean, so that means you're, you're rocking with the Cardinals then, I'm guessing, right? That's, that's... Yeah, well, see, now, I, I grew up a Cowboy fan, so I'm still a Cowboy fan. But, uh, you know, and, I, and my special teams coach from the NFL, uh, John Fossil, he's uh, the special teams guy with the Cowboys, and that's one of my – 
another one of my coaches, you know, that I really, really appreciate and, and honored to have been able to play with. So, uh, but yeah, I rock with the Cardinals. So yeah. I'm always going to ride for Kingsbury. I respect and those that. Guys, man. Well, yeah, so you also sure. have, and then you have Neil Brown. Neil Brown was your OC while you were at Tech as well during the Tuberville times. He's now the head coach at West Virginia. So really, it seems like your coaches have really, you know, spread their wings and been able to fly uh, since your time there. And while you were at Tech, I mean, do you have a favorite game while you were able to, to play there? Uh, for sure, the uh, TCU game, the Thursday night game that we had my junior year. We broke we broke out the gray unis. We didn't we'd never seen them before. Obviously, that TCU rivalry kind of started heating up around then as well. Uh, they they had some good players and stuff. And uh, man, when we got to the locker room that day. It's Thursday night. You know, we're prime time. Um, only game on TV, and we get in the locker room and we see this whole entire gray uniform, top to bottom gray. We've never seen that ever. So that's already getting us hype, you know, and then it's a pretty big game at that point in time. And, uh, man, I was able to catch the game winning touchdown from Davis Webb when he comes in. And, uh, man, that was the, the guns. Of, that was the celebration right there that I felt, man, the crowd was rocking. Uh, that, was, that was probably my favorite game that I've got to play, especially at the Jones. Uh, probably one of my favorite games. Um, the other one would probably be the Holiday Bowl when we beat Arizona State. Uh, if you're going to talk about, you know, kind of neutral oh, side bowl game type situation, those would probably be my two favorites. Oh, great, great pick. I mean, that hey, that Arizona State game, I thought we're going to win a natty the next year. Right? <laughs> I know, right? After that win, I was like, oh, we're never losing again. There it is. I know, I know. That, that year was crazy, too. We went 7-0 and to start Kingsbury's yeah. run. We're ranked 10 in the BC, BCS at the time. And we go down to OU, and, man, we just – made too many mistakes and we just went on a little five game skid where we couldn't even get the win and then finally got it back at the bowl game but i'll tell you about but that, about that team that was our best team i feel like we had our best chance and i think it would have been good but i think one of the underrated players on that team that people don't realize who it really kind of hurt us was dartuan bush when he went out he went out for those that amount of time uh when we went on that little skid he, he was injured and so he was out he came back for the arizona state game and you see a difference i, I don't know what it was but he I don't want to say it's just because of him. Obviously, there's a whole lot of other factors, but that's a player who I think was really having a damn good year up to that point, and I think kind of got overlooked that we really were missing that guy for sure. No, absolutely. Shout out to Dartuan Bush. Still out in Lubbock. I know I know a bunch of people listening to this pod probably already seen him in the grocery store. He's just kicking it out there, but um, shout out to Dartuan for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Bradley, something else I'm not sure that a lot of like Red Raider fans remember is that you were splitting time between football, between Texas Tech football, and between playing minor league baseball in the summer until well, your senior season, you decided to focus completely on Tech, right? What was that like? I mean, balancing two different sports throughout the whole year, and really what brought you to the decision to say, you know what, like, it's got to be Texas Tech all the way? Yeah, um, <clears throat> going into it, obviously, I, I was, I was got, literally the first week when I got to uh, my bad, I had, a, I had a phone call coming. Um, uh, when I first got to Tech, I got drafted while my first week at Tech. We were doing our little summers uh, training camp and stuff like that, uh, summer workouts. And I come back to my locker. I was just drafted in the 16th round. Anyways, go out through all that. Uh, we're trying to see if I was going to go baseball full-time, football. Ended up, they decided to do the dual sport contract where I was able to play uh, in the summers for the minor league and then come back after two and a half months and be ready for football in the fall. And so did that for two years. The first year, it was, it was a little tricky, you know, because you get into springtime. Now I'm doing spring football. I'm going into my second year at this point, and uh, I'm trying to still have to balance playing baseball as well. 
or, or at least practice baseball, hitting off a machine. So uh, the Texas Tech uh, baseball program, they allowed me to use the facilities and stuff. So I would go after practices or, or workouts and stuff. And Jamadric Magruder was actually still there uh, playing. And me and Jamadric grew up together playing travel ball in, in Odessa. Uh, up until he moved to Dallas, I think we were like 12 or 13. So he's a good friend of mine. We always obviously got to link back up at Texas Tech. And so he used to help me work out, get get me back ready to, um, you know, to go to that minor league season. And I went to that first one. And, you know, it was rough, you know, just trying to get ready for it, prepare for it. And then, you know, you're only there for two and a half months. So by the time I start figuring it out, it's like, hey, got to get ready to go back to football. Uh, so I did that for two years. Uh, enjoyed it. I balanced it a lot better the second year. But, you know, going into that last year, it was my senior year. I was I was going to be a captain on the team. Uh, and I just felt like I, and another reason that people probably don't know is I, I wanted to finish school. I didn't, I wanted to finish in December as soon as the season was over. I didn't want to go until that, you know, when football's over my senior year and then have to train for the pro day combine in the, in the springtime. I didn't want to do that. I was like, I strictly want to be done with school. So I needed to take those six hours uh, my senior year in the summer. So I took six in uh, the first summer session, six in the second to be able to set myself up for 12 hours left to graduate in December. So, I was like, man, it just makes sense. I need to get this degree. I need to knock it out because I don't want to have to balance it later on. Um, baseball will still be there, and I'm going to be a captain on this team. I need to be here for the summer. I need to enjoy this last you know, little ride in, in college. So did school, did all that, and that's kind of the reason my focus. Also, you know, injuries and stuff, just wanted to, to avoid that too. So just wanted to get my full focus, man, to, to the University of Texas Tech. You know, I, I love it. That was my second home. So I uh, just wanted to buckle down with that and, and worry about baseball later. You did 12 hours in the summer? Yeah, I did six six in the first summer. So, yeah, so I took two classes and then two classes. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it sucked. Bro, <laughs> it, it absolutely sucked. It was the worst, but I, I knew I had. I was like, because I still That's wanted elite, my bro. fall That's to be elite. twelve. I, I didn't want to take fifteen in the fall because football, you know, <laughs> it takes up time. So I, I was like, man, I'd rather just beat myself up for these two summers and uh, figure it out from there. Was able to get through it for sure. I spent so. way too many, <laughs> way too many summer days in the courtyard pool to be doing twelve hours of summer school. <laughs> hey, it's, it's called balance. Yeah. It's called balance. I, 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 I spent some time out there. Come on, I was going to enjoy the last little ride of, of the summer. Of the, you know, the, brother knows. The senior season. I, I didn't want to put you out there like that, but I know you. I saw. I know you was out there. I, I seen you. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not at the pool. Yeah, yeah hiding from it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey so bradley knows balance but he also knows how to bet on his future uh that's what it's all about people and who better to bet on your future with than adam goldman the franchise coach uh adam is a friend of the pod a red raider alum and he wants to elevate your future with over a decade of franchise experience you can trust that adam goldman knows how to put you in the driver's seat of your american dream and to sweeten the deal he says that you ain't gotta pay a penny until he's paid that is awesome. No consultation fees, no risk to plan for a brighter future. So what are you waiting for? Get in touch with Adam today at FranchiseCoach.net. Put your life and your career back into your own hands. That's right. It's like it's exactly what Brad did. He put his career in his own hands, right? We were just talking about how he was able to buckle down in school. After that, Brad, you, uh, you were able to sign with the St. Louis Rams. Um, with, with them for a little bit of time before going on with the Detroit Lions. Uh, how was that? How was I mean, for, first of all, when you were with the Rams, you had a Red Raider teammate on the team 
when Cody Davis, he was on the team with you. He had two red rings. For, for a little bit, I'm like, yo, the Rams are my team. Like, I know, you know, it's St. Louis, but that's that's my team for a little bit. You got two Red Raiders on there. How was just the professional life for you? Yeah, it was awesome. Cody Cody was instrumental for sure uh, as in that beginning process, um, seeing special teams, you know, realizing, you know, special teams is going to be your way in, especially for an undrafted guy. You can play special teams. They'll find a way. You can, you know, find your way into a lineup maybe um, on, you know, whatever side, offensive, defense. And Cody kind of showed me that. And he just kind of took me under his wing. You know, I've already played with him. I knew him, obviously. Um, So it was was easy in that aspect. And so he got me in with the guys. So it was never really that – Really, like that rookie moment, they kind of, you know, took care of me, so to speak, especially that special teams core that they had there and, and being as good as they were. Um, so they just, you know, plug and play with me, and, and I was able to fit in really nice with those guys. And, and that, that was some of the best times of my life, just because just, it's all ball at this point. You're not doing school. You know, it's, it's way easier. You know, I'll always say being a student athlete, a Division one program, or, or I'll probably any, any, at any level is the toughest thing. You're literally a full-time athlete and a full-time student. And I don't think people realize that They're, the the programs are doing just as much as an NFL team is, um, and you're gonna throw a whole 12 hours, 15 hours on top of that study halls, exams. I mean, it's it's a beast. So as soon as once it was just all NFL, man, it, it was a lot better just to focus on that. You knew what you had to do. You're an adult at this point, um, and those guys took care of me, and and I was able to, like I said, you know, special teams was my way, and you know, was able to make some plays on offense whenever I was able to get in. Was able to play with Wes Welker there for for the you know second half of my rookie year. That was awesome. Uh, that that's probably one of the the coolest moments I've probably had in my career was to be able to share a meeting room and uh, the field with locker room with for you know whatever two months it was. Uh, it was a great time. So um, now I enjoyed it. The Rams organization is awesome. John Fossil, like I said before, special teams was amazing. And so man, I, I owe it all to them. I have no ill will with the Rams whatsoever. Um, we cut ties on, on good terms and everything like that. It just, just bad timing at that point in time, but man, love the Rams organization. So I was happy to see them, you know, take the chip this year as well. I still got guys that I played with on the team. So uh, super stoked about that. That's so I will say, <clears throat> so another podcast, the pivot, it, it has uh, yep. some ex NFL players on there. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson was recently on there. And he was talking about as a rookie receiver, he was like, yeah, man, I'm really excited about the yeah. rookie receiver day. <laughs> I saw that one, too. Um, I saw that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you said that, Cody, there, was, there wasn't too many, you know, rookie events happening with you because you had Cody on your side. But I know there no, has to be so some story that, you got for us. So they, they did. I had Tavon Austin, Kenny Britt, Brian Quick. Uh, Stedman Bailey, Chris Givens, those, those are, I think, the six that we broke broke camp with uh, that year. And I was the only rookie, and I'm undrafted. So they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get you, Brad. You know, as soon as we do the dinner, we're going to get you. And then it was like Stedman and, and uh, Chris Givens. They're like, come on, man, we can't do Brad like that, man. Like, like he's an undrafted. He ain't got, he ain't got, first, he ain't got Todd Gurley money because Todd Gurley was on our team, too. He's like, he ain't got Todd Gurley money. He can't take the receivers in. Chris and Stan, and then they're like, all right, we'll pitch in with you, whatever. And so what happened, though, was that's when all the L.A. stuff kind of came because you usually kind of do it, like, right at the end of the season or whatever or right at the training camp uh, or OTAs and stuff for the following year. And what happened, we're, we're, everyone's moving to L.A. at this time. So I kind of got forgot about and so nobody, I never did a rookie dinner. Then, like, I, I kind of escaped. 
So you never had to you never had to shell out no, ten thousand, no, twenty thousand dollars for the it, dinner. They would get people, man. I, I remember seeing it, and I got so lucky because we're just transitioning from the LA. Like now, everybody's trying to look for out, and like nobody was really worried about dinners and stuff like that. We're trying to get set up in LA. We don't know what's going on. Where's the facility? Where do we live? Because that's usually when you do it after your, after your rookie season at the end, and so. Yes, they forgot about it. I obviously wasn't going to say nothing about it, but so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I got away with it. So the years after that, you know, there's always rookies and stuff like that. I, that year, I just so happened to be the only one, and I was undrafted. So they they kind of, I guess, were going to look after me anyways. Um, but the, any year after that that I played and I was a vet, and we would do the dinners. I would have hit those rookies over the head, like with what I was getting. It was it was reasonable with what I was getting because I'm like, man, I never had to do one myself. But I'm so I'm not gonna just uh, you know exploit you guys uh, doing this. I always kept that in mind. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but the only probably the rookie, if you say any kind of hazing, so to speak, was I had to take Popeyes on the plane every every away game. I had to bring Popeyes chicken for all the receivers. And that was my deal. It was usually around like seventy five bucks or something. And we would practice we'd do that was nothing. But it was just kind of the inconvenience of you gotta get ready at the facility because you got a little walkthrough and then you gotta go back, change, get in your suits or whatever, get to the plane, whatever. But then I would have to go take off and get Popeyes and come back. So I ended up finding a system. I ended up finding a system to have my uh my wife or my girlfriend at the time, but my wife now um, I, we got a little system where I was like, hey, we should end about this. As soon as I call you when you get done, stop by the Popeyes, pick it up, bring it to the facility so I don't have to go. So we would do that. And so we got in the rhythm, and there was one week, I don't know where we were going, but she comes, she brings the food, great, boom, get it to the to the, to the the vets. And Kenny Britt's like, he's like, Rook, he said, where's the, where's the honey for the biscuits? And I said, Oh man, I don't know. There's, there's no honey in the bag, I guess. So I was, I called my wife. I'm like, I'm like, hey, you didn't get no honey for the biscuits. How the hell am I gonna eat these dry ass biscuits without the honey, bro? <laughs> uh, they just gave me shit the entire trip, and I'm like, damn, I'm never gonna forget this honey again. So I started getting the little bottle with the little, with the little bag. I, mean, I just take it with me, so I never have uh, no, it never happened again. <laughs> oh, that's that- funny. That's and funny. everybody knows what you talk about with the dry biscuits. It's so oh, yeah, real. Man. Yeah, yeah, they were hot no, about that one. The biscuits delicious, but it's dry as hell. Yeah, it's gracious. For sure. Um, so what's like? What's life been like for you lately? Since since, since your NFL playing days, what's it been like? No, well, obviously once NFL got done, I went and did uh, played in the minor. Went back to the minor leagues. I played some single A ball in Columbia, South Carolina, there for a little bit. Uh, but at this point, got a wife, kid. They're on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast, and I was like, man, after a while, I enjoyed it. You know, I'm chasing the dream, but uh, just realized it wasn't for me. I was like, man, I need to start getting into my second career, you know, figure out what I'm going to do next type deal. So ended up uh, getting back in oil field sales out here in West Texas and started doing that until COVID hit. That slowed everything. So then I started doing a little bit of insurance uh, with that as well. But in the process of doing all that, I've been working on you know, opening up my bar restaurant in downtown Odessa. Um, so hopefully that'll be in the next few few months um, with COVID and everything slowing all that stuff down and a lot of other little factors that happen. Um, just kind of been doing some odd things here and out, um, like I said, in the area. So um, looking forward to that opening up for sure. So it sounds like he's trying to be a king of Odessa. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oil, insurance, and liquor. There he is. Yeah, a little bit of everything, man. I'm dabbling into it all. <laughs> 
Hey, let me know if you need a, a chef at that bar restaurant. But let, let's let's uh, <laughs> as an alum of, of Texas. Yeah, bro. Uh, as of as a as an alum of Texas Tech football, as a podcaster who covers all the uh, talent out there in the basin, like let's talk about this era of Coach McGuire. This is big energy. This is big recruiting momentum. You mentioned it earlier. Uh, this is a big everything kind of personality that has settled in West Texas. And what he has said is that he'll die here, right? That's big. That's those big words, especially for Red Raiders hearing that. That's like, we like that because uh, we haven't got a lot of that lately. You know, what are your thoughts about Coach McGuire and his fit at Texas Tech? I think it's great. I mean, obviously, all the love he's been getting. I was able to meet him when he came down for the Midland Luncheon um, that they do every year and was able to meet him in person and listen to him speak in person and the energy that he has and, and just all the alumni just Man, super stoked about it. I think he brings the right energy. He's the right guy for the job. Um, obviously doing a great job recruiting. I think that's where, where it starts. We got to get guys to Lovick. Um, I think Lovick gets a bad stigma of, you know, I, I played with Tavon Austin and Stedman Bailey, and they always talk crap about when they went to Lovick. I mean, and we beat them, obviously, uh, on national TV and stuff. But they're like, man, there ain't nothing to do out there in Lovick. It's dry as shit. We walk in, and there's, uh, you First, know. All right, talk about his biscuit. Yeah, it's a it's biscuit. biscuit, right? Real quick, Brad, Brad, I live on the East Coast now. I'm not too far from Morgantown. They have no reason to talk when they go out when their school is Morgantown, West Virginia. I said the same thing, and I said, first of all, how much were they paying y'all? Because how they get guy from Baltimore and guy from Miami, two guys from Miami to go to Morgantown? I mean, come on, man. There ain't nothing to do over there. And so, anyways, that that's another story. But yeah, they they used to hate on Lubbock, but I think that's the biggest thing. We got to get these recruits out of there. You know that, like I said, that stigma is that nothing's in Lubbock. There's nothing to do. It's not Austin. It's not Dallas, and all that. Once you get out here, you'll feel it. it's a college town, and the support that you get out here is is second to none. And guys that I've talked to that I played with, um, they hate playing in Lubbock, playing against us in Lubbock because you know that's how our fans are. They're ruthless, and I love that part about Lubbock. And so. Uh, we just got to get the guys down there, visits and all that. And I think Coach McGuire's doing a great job with that. Um, you know, obviously you see the 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 third um, the great things basketball and baseball have been doing, and you got coaches that are most likely going to be obviously Tadlock's going already long term uh, a lifetimer, and now you know Mark Adams is obviously working his way into that as well. Um, that guys that aren't going to leave, they're going to name these stadiums after these guys. So I think McGuire fits the mold of of what we need out here in West Texas uh, to stay here and, and keep be, be, be that staple that the community needs in Lubbock. And um, like I said, he's off to a great start so far, you know, and I'm looking forward to the season for sure. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like he's about to put your – you are right, 2011 class uh, is the greatest class, recruiting class of all time, but it sounds like you only got about one more year to be able to, <laughs> to – Yeah, to and, and, and I, I hope so because it's like – I mean, that was 2011. You'd think we'd continue to, you know, get – even better, better, you know, classes. We don't want to be the best class in Texas history for a long period of time. You know, we're all alumni. We want to see us win, too. And just to see that energy now that's surrounding the baseball program and the basketball program. I've gone to games. Um, I try to go a couple every year. And that energy in those stadiums, man, it's 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 amazing. You know, we're we're national team now, you know, and I feel like our football team um, – We've obviously taken a step back, but I, I think now we start going forward and we climb up the ladder and we start sitting side by side like we should be with our baseball and, uh, you know, our basketball programs the way they are. 
I love that. Well, let me tell you something. We are we are grateful that you've been with us today, Bradley, but we are all out of tortillas, which means it is now time for some takes, brother. All right. Uh, we're going to put you on the hot seat here. Think about it like a gauntlet drill. Uh, there's going to be quick hit questions. And the only rule, there's one rule, is that you can you can say whatever you want. You just can't defend your answer. Are you ready? Because I'm going to let Albie put you in the blender here. Okay. Okay, all let's right. go. Let's go. All right. Who is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now? Devontae Park. I mean, Devontae Adams. Why did I say Devontae Park? Devontae Adams. Hey, great pick. Great pick. Uh, Who is is the best player you've ever played with? Uh, At the time or now? Like, who? Because Cooper Cup's probably the best. Cooper Cup's probably the best one that I've played with. You heard it here. Brad Marquez says Cooper Cup is better than Pat Mahomes. You heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> Did you say receiver or football player? Player. I said player. You said football you player, brother. Listen. <laughs> 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 no, hold on. I was on the receiver nah, train. Right now. Now. I thought you were doing receivers. No, 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 no. You've already no, asked the question. All right. It's stamped <laughs> down. No, man. That's, that's not right. Dude, I think you say just cut. I was locked in on the receiver thing. That's the only reason why. Yeah. For sure, Mahomes. Cut, cut that one. Face, cut face. <laughs> what city is better, St. Louis, Detroit, or L.A.? L.A. by far. <laughs> Jeremy, why'd you put this question in here? <laughs> Brother, because the you answer put, is, you know, and, and there'd, be, um, there'd be a Popeye's chicken biscuit in there. We gotta figure it out. <laughs> Which NCAA team do you hate the most? Texas. Smart man. Uh, which out. NFL team do you hate the most? The Detroit Lions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we actually did. You know what's funny? I'll, never mind. I'm, we're going to keep going. Uh, favorite music artist? Uh, Drake. Right. If you could change the outcome of any game during your time at Tech, which one would it be? Um, that OU game. That would have put us 8-0. I figured that was going to be the answer for that one. Uh, Jordan yeah. or LeBron? LeBron all day. I think you're the first one to answer LeBron. Uh, Jeremy, I think, I think so. we got to play back to tape. So. I think Brad, you're the first <laughs> one. Uh, give us the worst college town in the Big 12. Probably Morgantown. If it's a bus ride to the stadium and all that, yeah, I don't tend to fit my answers, but yeah, Morgantown. <laughs> if you couldn't watch football or baseball for the rest of your life, what other sport are you watching? I'm going to give you two. Uh, either basketball or F1 racing. The Formula 1 race. Cause I know nobody gives that take, but I, I, lo- I love watching F1. I've gotten into it. So, <laughs> so before we get into that, um, last but not least, corn or flour tortillas? Uh, flour. Unless I'm trying to lose weight, I get some corn. <laughs> there we go, man. There it is. We appreciate. We thank you very much, Brad, for coming on the podcast. I gotta say though, I've never been in the Formula One. I didn't really care for it. Didn't watch a race. Then I binged four seasons of Drive to Survive in like two weeks, yep. and now I'm locked yep. in. I'm all Lewis oh, yeah. Hamilton, Mercedes. Let's get it right. Can't stand yep. Max Verstappen or Red Bull. Nope, can't no. Nope, can't you know? Just oh My man, man. I'm in it. hey, we're in the same camp then for sure. Because I feel the same exact way. I was able to go to the, my first race uh, last week, last year at uh, Coda, there in Austin. Four hundred thousand people over the weekend. And, man, it was nuts. And yeah, it, it's everything. It's 
it's awesome. I'm going again this year too. So, uh, Bradley, where where can they find you and your podcast on Twitter? Uh, podcast at Bullcorn Sports One on Twitter, um, on all streaming service platforms. Um, uh, Bullcorn Sports. Just type it in three separate words. Bullcorn Sports, Spotify, Apple, all that. And then, you know, my Twitter handle, Brad Marquez underscore four on everything else. Um, but, yeah, Bullcorn Sports, you guys, we put out one episode a week. And I appreciate you guys. You tune in, and um, we'll have some more takes on there as well. And we'll have to invite you guys on there for sure. There oh, you go. Facts. facts sure, big sure. facts. And we'll have to get Loic on there so we can continue the continue the tradition. <laughs> right. Uh, right. <laughs> hey, for the ever-charming Bradley, for Albie, this is Jeremy. You have been listening to the official podcast of Red Raider Sports, part of the 1012 Network. That is Tortillas and Takes. Stay wrecked, people.